When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road. And recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. What's going on? Please laugh at that stand for a while. I've never seen that happen before. That's funny. It's a good one. Fairway did a nice shot. Welcome to corner three. We are here to kind of recap Iowa State's 78-72 win over Baylor. And uh, look ahead to tomorrow night in the semifinals as well. I want to thank our sponsors. Of course, you just saw Carl Auto Group and Fairway, our friends at Country Landscapes in Des Moines and Ames Eye Care as well. They are the reason we are on the road with the Cyclones. Iowa State women play tomorrow night, starting things off. We're going to have a little crossover there. We'll talk about that. Uh, my name is Chris Williams, joined by Jared Stansberry. For those of you listening later on on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network feed, Dominating, um, no, because Baylor hit a ton of shots, but a, one of the best games Iowa State's played all season today against Baylor in the Big 12 quarterfinals. That's two in a row against the Bears. And Stansbury, you and I were discussing this during the game. Feels like this team is playing as cohesive as it has all year together. And that's a perfect timing considering it's March 9th. Yeah, I think this is a really connected team right now. And just the way, man, you can just see – the way that they share the ball, the way they find each other, you know, I'd, I'd suggest anybody to go look uh, at the clip that Iowa State put out of uh, of the play where Taman threw the ball ahead to Robert Jones. He'd gotten behind the defense. You know, Robert has to go up and make a difficult catch. Sees two uh, defenders converge on him. Sees Trey King running just as hard right behind him, you know, and is able to, to get it back to him. And, and you get a big dunk at a big moment in the game. That was kind of a, a statement point, you know, as Baylor was really trying to ramp up the pressure a little bit. And it wasn't a dominant win on the scoreboard, but it was a dominant win in a lot of different ways of the game. I mean, you out-rebounded team, what was it, 41 to 17. I think yep. they've, out, they've out-rebounded Baylor by close to 40 uh, in the last 80 minutes of basketball, which is, is pretty incredible. And, um, you know, the number of offensive rebounds that they were able to get, the second chances they were able to get, it was dominant in the, in the effort category of the game, I think. And you just get lucky that you know, from a Baylor perspective, you get lucky that a guy who hasn't been hitting shots like that comes out and hits a bunch of sh- hits a bunch of shots and uh, and gives them a chance to be able to keep the game close for quite a while. Yeah, I mean that that was really the difference. You felt like in the first half, Iowa State was playing really similar to how it did in Waco, but you had Daniels out there uh, just kind of going crazy. Um, listen, Bridges, yeah. yeah, Bridges. So, sorry. Daniels was the guy that Iowa State's going to have to worry about tomorrow night as Kansas is um, was victorious today over West Virginia, 78-61. to 61. That one just went final not that long ago. The developing story there is that Bill Self will not be coaching. Um, health problems for Kansas's head coach. But, Jared, we've, we've covered a lot of these Iowa State and Kansas games and the T-Mobile Center, and it's it's really one of the best atmospheres you could possibly get 
um, for, if you're an Iowa State fan, I, I always say that the the one Liberty Bowl when the stadium was half and half with with Memphis was was pretty breathtaking. That was really cool, just super unique to be playing a team on their home field like that. Whatever. This is about as good as it gets, in in my mm-hmm. mind, atmosphere wise. If you're an Iowa State fan, when you get that game with Kansas in the Big Twelve tournament, so I, I'm I'm amped up for this one. Let's think about this: Is there a game in the country that can be bigger in the big in a conference tournament than this one? Besides maybe North Carolina and Duke playing in Raleigh in a in a in a game like that. I mean. Yeah. You think no. about the atmospheres that these two teams put on, the games that they put on. They're always such high-level games that are, are really exciting. It's as good as – I mean, it, this is conference tournament basketball right here, you know. And, uh, man, I do want to say, you know, you can put the rivalry aside and a lot of things like this. Man, prayers up for Coach Self. I hope that he, you know, recovers well and is able to get back with his team and, you know, be there for the NCAA tournament right now because I think that uh, – you know, and just be healthy, you know, and get back to coaching. And I think everybody, you know, loves what Bill Self represents as a competitor. So um, this game is going to be fantastic. If Iowa State is able to play the way that they play, have played in these last two games, um, and we know how good Kansas is. Kansas has been playing at a really high level right now. Uh, This is going to be one of those kinds of games that I think people can remember for a long time if Iowa State's able to win on a Friday night. And the atmosphere is going to be electric. You already know it's going to be the last person out of Ames shut the lights off at this pace. Well, and uh, and we're recording this before the night session tonight, but if if Kansas State beats TCU, then you've got the three biggest fan bases all playing – in the semis tomorrow night. And I would assume the Kansas State fans will be rooting for Iowa State in that one. Um, But regardless, that's going to be a tough ticket. If you want to buy tickets for that one, I would buy them as soon as possible because once Kansas State wins too, I mean, you're going to be – I would guess you're going to be paying $250 just to get in the door for that coming up tomorrow night. Then it'll be the first time that all three of them are there since 2019. Uh, the last time that Iowa State won the tournament when they beat Kansas State in the in the semifinals. And then, uh, actually, this game, I was thinking about this right before we were going to do this because I, you know, I was just trying to get some thoughts together for, for what we were talking about on the pod. And the deal with, with Bridges, I think is there's actually a good comparison here or to help people understand why, you know, Jalen Bridges was able to have the game that he was, something that I'm not overly concerned about, you know, moving forward is – when you've got a team like Baylor, you have a team like – it made me, makes me think of Iowa State's team in 2019. When you had all those guys who could score, when you – in your Baylor, you've got Adam Flagler, you've got Keontae, uh, Keontae George, you've got LJ Cryer, you've got all those guys, and uh, dudes who can really fill it up. Somebody on that team has to score from mm-hmm. a defensive standpoint where you say, we're either going to let – Whoever else beat us, and this is why a lot of times Iowa State will have these guys who are kind of random that will pop up and, and knock down some shots that they normally don't. Uh, or we could let Adam Flagler, Keontae George, yeah, or LJ Cryer really, beat us. And, yeah. it, it, and it, it reminds me of in 2019, it's, it's are we going to let Michael Jacobson beat us or are we going to let – Mariel Shayok beat us, yeah. you know, or are we going to let Lindell Wigginson beat us? Because we know that those those last two guys, or we know that LJ Cryer, Adam Flagler, and Keontae George, those two, three guys could beat you by themselves if they get hot. And Jalen Bridges, as good as Jalen Bridges is as a player, 
he was 0 for 5 from 2 on Saturday and 1 for 5 from 3. So he was 1 for 9 from the field and then comes out tonight and hits his first nine shots and goes 6 for 6 to start from 3. That was a scouting report thing today. You take your chances with that, man. Like, yeah. if Jalen Absolutely. Bridges is going to knock down those shots, then, man, you sometimes you just got to tip your cap to him. And uh, it just is, the guy played the game of his life, you know, What and you, and you still win me, the game. But I give you yeah. credit. You, you said it out loud. I was kind of thinking it um, when – when it was halftime, you were pretty confident that Iowa State would win. Now, then then he went out and hit a couple more to, to start the second half, but it had that feel. And in, in, like you said, like the thought that that guy was going to keep doing that. What did he take, like one field goal in the last 10 minutes of the game? So I would say mm-hmm. really locked out on him after yeah. that. Well, they put Jazz on him at one point, and I, I think they started to kind of change their coverage. But that, I mean, they gave up some shots to some other guys once they started to do that, you know. And they just, they didn't make him. And that's where, you know, as good of a three-point shooting team as Baylor is, what makes Baylor so tough is is their ability to for those guards to be able to get into the paint. And Iowa State completely eliminates that. They say, won't let you guys stand out there and shoot three-pointers all night long. You're going to have to make 20 of them to beat us. You know, and it just is, that's not often that anybody can do that. We'll go through this game just a little bit. I don't want to spend too much time on this game alone. I don't want to date the pod too much. I already did a little reaction podcast. You guys can go back and listen to that. Um, the, you know, Lipsy pops uh, career high, 11 rebounds, five assists, 13 points. He was fantastic. Just made it. And the five steals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the five steals. Yeah, but he made a couple of those little crafty runners, and then he hit a couple of shots from distance. I mean, what 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 can you say about the freshman point guard? And he was all smiles afterwards, talking about how watching these games at Hilton South as a kid, and it it was cool talking to him. He was great. Yeah, and he was talking yesterday about Monte's shot against Texas. Uh, he was talking about Deontay Burton's dunk against West Virginia. Like you know, you knew that this was something that was special for him to be able to play in this tournament, to play in this arena, uh, and obviously do it for for Iowa State. You know, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Bill Self that said Taman Lipsy's the best offensive rebounding point guard that he's ever seen. I I have no way that I think I could ever argue with him. Because what he does on the offensive glass is incredible. As the smallest guy on the floor, 95% of the time. He's just smart. You know, he's so smart. He's so good at understanding when to go and try and attack that and, like, to really try and get after it on, on the glass and when to just try and step back. And when he – I would be interested to know what his rate of crashing the glass is and getting an offensive board, you know. Like – his offensive rebound rate wouldn't really be true because of the fact that he doesn't crash every time. But it's like, whatever that rate is, is really, really high. When he goes in there and tries to go get that ball, he goes and gets that ball. And that's what TJ, you hear him, like I was listening to him talk after the um, after the game. Taming Lipsy just has like, a, he is almost like a, a magnet to the ball. For, for in some sense that like that's why Jamin Lipsy has always won at every level of basketball that he has played is that when it, the chips are down and it's time for someone to go and make a play and go and get the basketball Tim and Lipsy's going to do it if someone you need to steal Tim and Lipsy's going to do it and like it he had that little stretch in the middle of big 12 play where he didn't play very well mm-hmm. but what he has done this year as a freshman has been incredible you know he is no on pace right now to be an all-American type of player, to be someone who can be, you know, one of the best point guards in all college basketball. And 
shoot, he might already be there in that conversation at this point, and he's a freshman, and he can't shoot the ball. You know, yeah, that's the thing. That's what that. That's where he will grow to become better. You know, it's that offense. But the thing that I love about him is he knows his limitations. How many mother, how many guys do you just wish they knew their limitations? And that's where Taman's really good. And and he hit some good shots today to you know keep the defense just a little bit more honest. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about so Kalsher and Holmes were, were fantastic. I mean, you get these types of games from these guys, and you're going to win a lot. We know that about Iowa State. Um, but there, there are other guys, and this is the cool story of the team. I think since the, you know, everything that happened last week is Hassan Ward's giving you really good minutes, four rebounds yeah. in in eleven minutes today, and Demarion Watson had four rebounds and three blocks in fifteen minutes today, and I really, um, really think that that's important especially if you look at, okay, a longer stay here in Kansas city. And you start to look at next week when it comes to legs, I didn't know that they could get this type of constructive minutes from those two guys two weeks ago. And I think it's also a testament to a guy like Ward who hasn't played that much and stuck with it. And now he's, he's making really meaningful minutes and like meaningful plays in the best conference in America at crunch time like uh, you go down the bench even shun like i know he's your stud but like he's only playing he's playing fewer minutes now but he's playing better minutes i think mm -hmm. 12 minutes today for shun but he was really efficient really effective when he was in there and then, listen um again calcher and holmes and, and lipsy are going to get most of your headlines but th this was a total team victory today i haven't mentioned trey king 10 points six rebounds just an absolute man down there Robert this Jones is the best was yeah, yeah. big Rob. Um, I, was I thought that was the best game he's played all year. Yeah. Best game he's played all year. Well, and you talk about playing within your limits, like with Lipsy and Rob's doing that, right? Mm -hmm. Like he made that one pass to Trey King. It was like, geez, like where did that come from? And, you know, I think a month ago, Rob would have tried to throw something up there and best yeah. case ended up at the foul line which is never good for him, but just a right. really, really solid team win today. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, something that I think has been interesting to see really over these last two games is now you've seen Iowa State, I think, get comfortable playing without Caleb Grill. And, and it, like the amount of space that Gabe Kalsher has to operate now that he's not trying to really share that ability to, uh, to hunt the three-pointer, I think has been important. Like how many times, and I'm sure this is Baylor's defense to an extent that they were just losing him at sometimes, but just think how much more open he gets sometimes, you know, yeah. when he can kind of float around and just kind of feel it out. And then all of a sudden there's a little bit of chaos over here. And then all of a sudden he's right where you need him to be wide open for a three pointer, you know? And that's what I feel like you just see his feel for the game and the feel for them playing in this way, just continuing to improve. And then, I mean, they just share the ball so well. The way that they're able to bounce it around from, from one another, especially down in the interior. If you haven't bought your Demarion Watson stock yet, you might as well not even get in on it because it, this thing's going to the moon. This kid is going to be a stud. And he's got the tools to be a true 3 and D wing that Iowa State hasn't really had, I mean, since – I mean, since Mario Shayok, you know, but I'm not saying he's going to be Mario Shayok, but that's the kind of tools to, that he's got. And it's just, as he continues to improve offensively, he's such, a, he's so good with his cutting and being able to find the, find good spots in the defense. 
that guy's gonna be a dog, man. And he uh, he already is kind of a dog. So those blocks that he had tonight on the perimeter were were special type of plays against some really good players. And um, and then Trey King, every time we see him now, you feel better about where he's gonna be going. You know, he's happy. Excited you put, about next year. I don't want to wish you, this year away, but man, you you know. You play that guy at the five, you know, you can play Trey at the five and you have, you know, when you have Omaha and you've got, you know, Milan and then you bring Tandon back, you'll have Demarion. Like you've got some pieces here, man, that can be pretty versatile type of team. That's going to be really, really long. And it just is Trey is, is a grown ass man. He just bullies people, you know, and when he gets people buried underneath the rim, he score every time. And it just is – you're seeing him become more and more comfortable in, in his role. I thought it was interesting what TJ said about him yesterday, and you're going to have a story coming up next week on him that that will be really good. But he just talked about how when you come in as a mid-year transfer, TJ said he'd never had a mid-year transfer before that. So it was like he didn't really know – I don't think anybody really knew. How do you work this guy into what you guys are doing? You know, and you can give him too much too soon on some level, but you also need him. It's like sink or swim. You got to be able to pick it up or you can't play, you know. And now you're finally starting to see, like, Trey King is swimming now. He's not just, like, doggy paddling, keeping his head above water. Like, Trey King is out there. He's like Michael Phelps out there now, you know. He's And he's just – he just looks that part. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. he made a couple of those big plays and just – I mean, I, I don't know how much shit he was actually talking, but he's got the swagger to him now where it's like, this isn't. I mean, imagine this... that guy playing in the, in the horizon league or whatever. Oh, yeah. That he, yeah. Like he, he would be killing dudes down there. With I talked to the him, things that he can do. I talked to him for about 15 minutes yesterday, one-on-one and the <laughs> discipline that a guy like that. So like we've seen all these transfers come from Iowa state in the past. They've always had like people to work on, like work with. And Trey was talking about the discipline that it took for him to get to the gym, you know, when the guys are on road trips and he's not there, like, by himself a lot of times, like alone in the soup cup when the guys are in Morgantown, West Virginia and stuff. And he, it, the proof is out there now. Like, you're seeing that he that he put in those hours. And, yeah, it, it'll it'll be a really fun offseason, I think, to for Trey and for that mm-hmm. coaching staff to kind of piece together where he fits in next year. Cause I think he could be an all big 12 type guy. Yes. Uh, potentially next year, at least second team or so real quick. Um, Kalsher really happy for Gabe guy who has by all means, from what I've heard behind the scenes, just been awesome all year. Awesome teammate. Really. Um, just put in the work and, and the whole neutral site Gabe thing just cracks me up, but, but goddamn it's true. Like <laughs> you, right. you know, he's so good in these types of, of games. And he was phenomenal today. Six of 11 from three. I'm really confident if, if Gabe Kalsher is going nine of 15, there's not a lot of teams that'll beat Iowa state. If they're playing this cohesive style of ball, this is why we need, we need Iowa state to get to like, Sacramento or to Orlando or something, get in one of those NBA arenas. We know Gabe's going for 30, guaranteed. Yeah. And so yeah. you see the site, we know. All right. Yep. Gabe's showing up tonight. You already know. Uh, but no, he just, it's fun because you can tell Gabe's having a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's been, there were times last year, maybe even been some times this year where it didn't, you don't always want, you know, know if he's having a ton of fun. But I was talking to him after the game, he was telling me about how just how much fun they have in the locker room. He was telling me about how they play spades back at the hotel and, uh, and talk shit to each other all the time. Yeah. 
I mean, interesting I, choice. I imagine that the a game of spades, you get Robert Jones, you get Jaron Holmes in there playing some spades. I mean, that I don't even want to know what that cast of the, characters is getting the into. The best quote of post game was what Robert Jones said to us. When I asked him, I said, Do you, this is a little bit better feeling than you had in this building last year. And Bob goes, he goes, man, I had PTSD walking out onto that court after that Texas Tech game, and I just died. Like, uh, Robert always delivers. He always delivers with a great quote. Yeah. He called, Taman the, he, he called Taman the best point guard in the nation, and then he ticked off everything that he's the best at. He's like, he's the best passer. He's the best at, at propping up his teammates. He's the best at this. And I was like, man, he, he sure knows how to, how to live in hyperbole. Uh, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this thing up. We look at next, the next up for Iowa state and it's Kansas without bill self. And it's really hard to analyze what that actually means. They clearly played really well today, beat West Virginia, who is the hottest team in the league coming into today, beat them by 17. And you know, you, you do wonder, because the self thing happened so suddenly, it wasn't like this was planned or anything, but I guess they had, he missed some game time earlier this year, whatever. The, but unequivocally, Kansas is a better matchup for Iowa State than West Virginia. There's a lot of intangibles that go with it. If it's West Virginia, you're not going to have all these Kansas fans in the arena. Clearly, Kansas is a more talented basketball team than West Virginia. But this is it, this is a lot like the Baylor game where I know that they're the champs and you give them their respect. It's a decent matchup for this Iowa state team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, this is the kind of game that Iowa state can, can dominate the front court matchup. in. you know, KJ Adams has come a long way. Ernest Uday has come a long way from where they were at the beginning of the year. But man, with the way that Iowa state's guys up front have been playing, you know, this is the kind of game you can kick somebody's ass on the boards again. That's where Kansas is susceptible, you know. And if Iowa State can own the glass and create second chance opportunities and do things like that, and then, you know, on the other end, you got to keep Brandy Dick from going crazy. You got to keep Jalen Wilson from going crazy. Got to keep Kevin McCore from going crazy. And then there's going to be somebody out there that you're going to probably kind of be happy with. Whatever it is that that they that they do, I think the first game it was KJ Adams. They let have a lot of those opportunities, and then they kind of switched the way they were covering their ball screens and things like that, and that kind of took that away. Uh, Iowa State's gonna have a really good chance to be able to win this game. I'm interested to see what the line will be because it would not surprise me if it's more or if it's if it's less than, I mean, two three points. Yeah, I just look. It's, it's not up yet, but I I'm with you. I. I kind of feel good about it, actually. I feel eerily good about about this one. So that is at 6 on Friday night. The women tip off at 7.30 uh, against Baylor. Uh, I'm not – probably get to the women's game by halftime, potentially, if you're an Iowa State fan that, that is wanting to pull – the double dip but again the tickets are going to be outrageous for the men especially if kansas state ends up beating tcu that's going to be a really tough one to get but we'll have buy them right now if you're buying <laughs> I would, I would, yeah they're not going to get cheaper even if, so even if kansas state loses they'll probably be more on the market i guess 
but yeah. that'll but they'll still be expensive. Yeah. Well, and then more in Kansas and Iowa State fans, there's going to be more demand for them too from that. Yeah. So, yeah, this will be this will be a fun weekend. It's always more fun when you win that first game, and then you just you're you're sure to get your money's worth a little bit. And with the women tipping off on Friday, we we've got a good one here. So appreciate it, stands. And uh, we'll have coverage for you guys all weekend long, and then we'll be hitting the road on um, Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on Iowa State's draw. He's Jared Stansberry. My name is Chris Williams. Thanks for tuning in here on the live stream. Thanks for listening on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network.